Hey, Elliot. How you doing today? I'm good. And yourself, John? Good. Hey, a lot going on. One thing I just want to plug, we were able to uh, post an inter- interview that I did with Paul Camacho, a former IRS agent. And this will be different than what we normally do. It's, it's actually about Elmer Irie, who was uh, an IR, the first IRS CI chief. And so Paul, who is an amateur historian, talks a bit about that. So when you get a chance, folks, take a look at that. So I wanted to flag that and also flag um, that last night, uh, President Biden gave the State of the Union. One of the things they're talking about is going after tax evasion. So I know we have a nice relationship uh, uh, with Don Ford and his firm. And, you know, going forward, we'll, we'll be doing some more content on that. So I just want to flag a couple things. But the reason I wanted to have us chat today is um, Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen issued a statement earlier this week, um, basically talking about the UK's establishment of what they're calling a global anti-corruption sanctions regime. Uh, did you see that? And can you tell us a little bit about it? I did see that. Um, and um, uh, it's some new regulations in the UK. Um, they passed a, a, a new piece of legislation back in 2018 that is really kind of the platform for some successive things. Then they did a human traf- human rights and uh, uh, human trafficking component in 2020. And this is sort of the next layer above. So this is focusing on serious corruption and then they've got a bunch of kind of predicates if you will so things that fuel national and international security threats things that are linked to terrorism or serious or organized crime uh things that undermine development and poverty reduction efforts across the globe um things that impede international trade or investment uh Uh, undermine a country's democratic governments, the rule of law and human rights. So there you can see the link to the layer below, Uh, weaken vital public institutions and uh, exacerbate inequality or deprive citizens of vital public resources. So uh, very broad. Uh, And then what they did on top of that is they, um, uh, they immediately turned around and uh, issued uh, actual sanctions against um, a number of folks um, across the so 22 individuals right. uh, related to corruption cases in Russia, South uh, Africa, South Sudan, and across Latin America. So um, they're viewing the UK is viewing this as having global reach, uh, coordinating with the UN um, in the UN's uh, growing effort. Uh, in the anti-sanction area. And of course, the U.S. has been active. Um, and this is the first time that the uh, U.K. has actually issued sanctions and travel restrictions. So. And it's similar, as the Treasury points out, to, as you say, what the U.S. has been doing, but Canada also in what they call their Justice for Victims of Corrupt Foreign Officials Act. So I think, as you, as you just alluded to, working together, collaboration, which is something that we have needed in terms of sanctions to make them impactful. This certainly does that. And then just the focus on corruption, um, you know, as they say in the statement that I just pulled up, something that's obvious, but always demands repeating that corruption is corrosive to governance. And it's one of the greatest obstacles to growth and stability and alleviating poverty. So having the UK part of this now, they've always cared about these issues before, but doing this sort of complementary to what 
the U.S. and Canada is doing just makes it stronger. Agreed. Uh, it was interesting in the announcement of the sanctions, uh, there were some statistics quoted, which just to just put some dimension to the challenge. Um, the estimate is that um, over 2% of global GDP is lost to corruption every year. And corruption, uh, and I'm quoting here, increases the cost of doing business for individual companies by as much as 10%. Those are big numbers. I mean, I don't, I can't quote the global GDP number, but if you think about just U.S. GDP, two percent of that is the GDP of a lot of other countries. So we're talking about, uh, you know, even if it's not an obvious problem all the time, uh, a major problem to economic development, governmental stability, um, and so it's good to see uh, the U.K. doing this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see others, you know. Uh, uh, move forward and do this. Um, uh, many organ, many parts of the world are trying to do it, but there's plenty of parts of the world, as you and I have discussed before, where uh, the rule of law um, really is being overwhelmed by corruption. Yeah, and in that vein, um, we do try to present as much relevant content to uh, the community. On June 24th, we'll be doing a webinar on corruption, and we're still filling out some of the panel, but we will have Tom Cardiman from Global Financial Integrity, an advocacy group for transparency. So I know it'll be great. We will get practitioners as well. And that's so that's coming up. And we obviously will build off of what we're talking about today. And then just as we always tell folks, um, we post these uh, conversations every Friday. You can subscribe to them on iTunes. And if you get a chance, like everybody says on podcasts, uh, leave a review. It, it always helps to know how we can improve these quick, quick bites, if you will, to give you a, a snapshot of what's going on this particular week in AML. So uh, uh, if you can subscribe, it would be great. All right. Have a great weekend weekend. And I'll uh, talk to you next week, John. All right, Elliot, stay safe. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.